freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome back to our number two of episode 115 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, our theme today has been will versus might. So might, as in strength, is important but our will is that thing that pushes us up over the top and will always wins there are people out there who are using rhetoric that basically comes around and strikes me as saying that they will use might to wrench away our freedoms and if we aren't engaged and and if we stay silent and allow those voices to whip our youth into a voter focused frenzy they might decide to use might to place America back under the thumb of tyranny and they might decide to use might to place a muzzling hand back over our mouths but we you and I We know our history and we know how those stories end. We know that we must and that we will instill in our children and our children's children the wisdom and values of freedom. And we will teach them the lessons of our imperfect history in order that they will be saved from repeating the same lessons in their lifetime. And we will once again see the power of will over might. Well, we are excited about our next guest. Our friend Kevin Dixie is on the line. He is the owner and operator of No Other Choice Firearms Training, NOC, and the founder of Aiming for the Truth, a six-spoked approach to healing broken families and strengthening the community bonds of neighbors to improve the lives of people in the cities and states of our... You know, I mentioned in in your um, introduction, Aiming for the Truth, that it's a six-spoked approach to healing things, healing families, healing communities. Talk to us about what those spokes are. Well, thanks for having me today. How are you? We are great. Always excited to have you on. We're sitting here in sunny Arizona, and you're probably in uh, humid Missouri, huh? That is true. That is very true. (laughs) What what do you got to do, right? Um, So... In the in your intro, I was talking about the Aiming for the Truth program, and I was saying how it is this six-spoked approach to healing things, healing families, healing communities. And I just wondered if you would walk us through what those six spokes are. Sure, not a problem. Uh, and so, so a little recap for, for anybody who hasn't heard it before, Aiming for the Truth uh, is doing just that. We're aiming for the truth around violence. Though. We want to we kill violence at its roots. 
So I developed a program that will deal with the, the human, if you will, um, instead of blaming anything, you know, any kind of object. We want to deal with the machine being the person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we go in and deal with things that I believe, from my experience with the police department, my experience growing up, that cause human beings to resort to violent acts. Uh, so one of those things we deal with is employment. And, you know, I tell people all the time, you will be stunned if you, if you can get people to have honest conversations with you. Uh, forget young adults for a second. You can go to 30, 35 years old. A lot of people don't know how to tie a tie, mm. write a resume, mm-hmm. um, simple structure of sentences. A lot of these skills, because they were missed when they were younger and they just made it through life so far, they don't realize how important they are until you need something like a great resume to get that good job you qualify for um, or to be presentable at a job interview. So we want to get you employment. Uh, if we can, we invite out job centers or any, any local entrepreneur that might be hiring or we want to get you those skills to go out and get that job yourself. So let's get people employed because in a simple manner, if you have employment and you have value in what you're building, you don't want to take from somebody else, right? So mm-hmm. uh, that's what we want, to, we want to do with employment. We deal with family. The big thing with family I want to get to especially is the dads. Families mm-hmm. are very, very important. Uh, not having a family myself growing up, but now that I'm a husband, uh, a father, I, I love my family. They really keep me grounded. And then I, you know, hindsight being 2020, I look back to when I was a kid and didn't have that. And I'm like, man, how did I even make it this far? Mm. Uh, if we had more, more dads, especially, and I put a lot of ownership on men. If we had more dads that were just involved with their kids, being there, holding the entire family accountable for their actions, being good stewards, being great uh, mentors and leaders in their homes, no matter, homes look different. Your home can look different from your next door neighbors. Mm-hmm. But however that looks, that you're there, you know, really helping guide that ship. Maybe we won't have kids just running amok. We won't have people uh, feeling like there's there's no authority figure that can ever tell them what to do mm-hmm. uh, and things like that. So if we can help dads reunite with their children, uh, understand how they can get along with someone they might share children with. Uh, use your resources to better guide kids. One big thing that I found to be a problem is fathers are like, yeah, man, I want to be involved with my kids. I really do. I don't want my kid being astray in the streets, but I, I, I don't have any money. And so one program I ran through the NFL was called All Pro Dad, and I actually uh, taught fathers how to take $5 and stretch it out for an entire day and wow. entertain your kids. That's cool. It's Oh, yeah, it's awesome. It's all kind of because the kids really, I mean, don't get me wrong. We all know kids can be spoiled, right? But <laughs> children really that have been absent of that, that, that parental figure just want you. They really mm-hmm. just want you. Mm-hmm. So we can show you how to take that, how to take a few dollars and stretch it out. Um, and after we get done with family, we want to help you deal with conflict resolution. How do you deal with conflict? Because mm-hmm. if I can keep individuals from understanding that, Hey, every time somebody steps on your shoe, it doesn't have to lead to a fist fight. Right. Every time, you know, somebody cuts you off in traffic, it doesn't have to lead to a conflict. Coping However, skills. a lot of times it, yeah, and it's, 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 it's bad. And people, and it goes to another thing that I'm going to mention, but people immediately resort to some sort of anger, some sort of emotional outburst. Mm-hmm. They don't understand how to manage conflict. And if you don't understand how to manage conflict in your life and you're already, you're always blowing up or, acting out violently towards someone, then what are your kids seeing? Mm. What are you, the people that might be looking up to you seeing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and unfortunately, nowadays, when you react violently, sometimes people react violently with you, and then you have all kind of unfortunate things happen. Uh, so we want to help out with that. Then we want to jump in and we want to help out with the educational um, structure of the family, really focused on the kids. Uh, a lot of times, and especially in inner cities, and it's, it's not just inner cities, it can be 
uh, rural areas as well. I found through my through my research that rural areas are heavily impacted by this as well. That a lot of times the education that's available is not enough. It's just not. Mm-hmm. It's not enough. Uh, so you have bright kids that aren't getting the resources. And since mom or dad don't understand how to help foster that, that's what they hope the school districts will do. We want to bring in maybe alternative learning, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be a charter school district that might have a different um, system in your area, or even a tutor or uh, uh, a teacher that wants to spend extra time in their evenings helping kids out. Uh, we want to bring those kind of resources in to parents at either no cost or very low cost. That way money is not an, an issue for you to get your child a better education. Uh, normally we try to get other alternative school districts in that offer free transportation, um, n- no enrollment fees or anything like that to really make it easy to get your, your children exposed to a better way of learning. Uh, and then the big one that we like to hit on, which is the most near and dear to my heart, um, is mental illness. Mm. Mental illness is something that goes overlooked. It's something that a lot of people don't want to take ownership of. And it's something we have to deal with. Because if the mind's not clean, I don't care what kind of lifestyle you have, you have nothing. If your mental health is not there, you have nothing. So we want to make sure that if people are looking for an opportunity to talk about mental illness in a way that's open and not necessarily in front of the when we're doing this event, you don't have to, you know, stand up and say, Hey, this is these are the problems I'm experiencing. We like to have uh, therapists or resources there that you can go talk to mm-hmm. in private, set an appointment, go to their office. They just, I just want to let you know that they're there for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go in, you can start talking to, and you can start healing some of these things that are wrong with you. And I open up to make sure that everybody understands that I'm not a perfect human being. I open up with my battle with depression mm-hmm. and how at 14, depression almost had me commit suicide with a firearm. Mm. So. How are we able to tell honest stories about that? Now, we we look, you know, years later, almost two decades plus later, I I, I beat depression. Mm -hmm. So these things can be defeated. And, you know, I like to tell people in that I was able to take, you combine depression with a firearm. And, yeah, I found the firearm when I was 14 at a friend's mom's house. Uh, But you take depression combined with a firearm, and I'm thinking that the only way to deal with my head hurting, my heart being uh, out of whack is to go ahead and use this gun to get rid of it. But I was able to take a firearm that, not to any blame of its own, that would have taken my life. I grabbed it, I took control of it, and now I use those very tools to help save lives. That's awesome. So th- that's the kind of power that can go into this if people come out and address their mental illness. That and is... then we like to well, we like to end on the subject of constitutional awareness. Okay, and so, I'm going to have you pause for just a second so we can run to commercial. But when we come back, okay. I want to pick up on that sixth spoke that I think is so vitally important that if we don't know our, our history then how do we even know where we're going? You know, if you don't know where you are right here, how do you know uh, the rest of the landscape? So if I can get you to pause for just a second and hang in there, Kevin Dixie with No Other Choice Firearms Training is talking about aiming for the truth. More when we come back from these messages. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, 
Let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And we have been talking with Kevin Dixie. Now, Kevin Dixie is the owner and operator of No Other Choice Firearms Training, NOC, and he is also the founder of Aiming for the Truth, a six-spoked approach to healing broken families, strengthening the community bonds of neighbors, and improving the lives of people in cities and states of our nation. Welcome back, Kevin. Oh, thanks. Glad to be back. So we were talking before the break. You were you were breaking down those six spokes. You talked about employment is imp- important and that people sometimes don't even know how to get gainful employment because they don't know how to tie a tie and write a resume. You were talking about mm-hmm. family, that it is important to have an intact family and important to have mentors within a family household, and dads are so, so important to that. You were talking about conflict resolution, that is such a rare thing. It's like we're not teaching people how to have coping skills these days. It's like you have an emotion, you've got to run, let it, you know, run with you. You were talking about education, how how important it is for um, p- kids in not just urban areas, but rural as well, to have the, the skills to even know how to learn, how to research, those sorts of things. And then mental illness. You said if the, if the machinery is broken... If the mind is broken, it doesn't matter about if you have these other things in place because the filters are all out of whack and messed up. And we were just about to touch on the six spoke, and I will let you pick it up from there, clean up anything I said wrong, and, <laughs> and go with the six spoke. No, no, no. You did awesome. You did awesome. You almost know this thing better than I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> the um, the last thing we like to talk about, uh, and the reason for it, everything the, everything you just mentioned, 
that is going to take and, and give people resources to build equity into their lives, right? Mm-hmm. So you will have ownership. I hold people accountable for their actions. So, But you take that and you build equity into your life. And now that you have that equity, I ask the question, all right, guys, pick three of the things that we talked about today that, that might, you might need. Close your eyes. And I want your audience to do this, too. Think about everything you work for. Close your eyes. Is there someone on this earth that will deprive you of everything you plan on building or you have already built? There is not a person I've met yet that can say no. Hmm. There's always someone that's willing to take that from you. Mm-hmm. Now, at this moment, and at this moment only, at this event, let's talk about the Constitution, and let's talk about something called the Second Amendment mm-hmm. and how you protect everything you're here to build. Mm-hmm. It's the insurance to that equity. Wow. And so... This is how you're going to protect those things. Do you... Do you often get blank stares like Constitution? That's what boring. We don't even know what that is. It's it's like as thick as war and peace, right? You know, like do you get that yeah. kind of thing, or are people genuinely hungry and curious? Very curious because of the way that it's positioned. So I like to tease my my fellow freedom lovers. I tease them a lot and say, you know what? The problem is not that we don't care about people. The problem is for the last six or seven decades, you don't know how to talk to people. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's all about presentation of the message. So when we when we talk about making something personal, someone talk about them and their life and mm-hmm. the fact that you're here to help them. They're going to do the work. You're just here to give them the resources. Now, look, when I start talking about you protecting it, I placed you in a position where you have to think about it. Now, there are some things I do, and, and you know, I'll, I'll ask them, hey, guys, define gun control to me. And most of the audience is like, um, it's controlling the gun in a physical manner, being safe at the range. And then a, a decent portion of the audience is like, oh, it's taking all guns away. And I like to really kind of correct both of those things real quick in a playful manner, kind of get the minds charged up, break the, the seriousness of it. I'm like, okay, great. So either way, please tell me why you would want someone outside of gun control being, you know, pointed in a safe direction. I, I talked to them about the four cardinal safety rules, kind of spill that in. But with this taking away of the firearms, why would you want to build this life? Mm. and then trust someone that wants to deprive you of the protection of it. It makes it very personal to them. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's more of a, I get a more of a, oh, my. Mm-hmm. I've never heard it. I ne- it's never been presented to me like that. Exactly. Because normally what we do with good intent, with great intent, normally what's done is shoot guns. Guns, guns are great. And then you get the real extremists that are like, oh, beer, bacon, and ARs. Come on, get with the program. And it's like, well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody, I love your message, but everybody doesn't receive it the same. Yeah. So when we do it that way, people connect with it. And then it's not a, we don't have guns at this event. Nobody's, nobody's showing off guns, mm-hmm. but it's, we do have trainers there. So if I travel, I have a local trainer there that's going to offer that every family in attendance, free firearm safety training. Wow. They set the date and they conduct the training. So now you understand how to be safe around them, but you understand why you should be into it. It's not an issue of, hey, shoot guns because I want you to be just like me, which I do, but it's no, I want you to understand the freedom that comes along with protecting yourself, with having that onus of your own security, with what the Constitution is written for, for you to be able to live free, for you to be able to understand that I'm going to get up, I'm going to get off my butt, 
I am going to work hard for everything I want. I appreciate somebody taking the time out to steer me in the right direction. I appreciate somebody doing that. And I also want to take control of my own security because nobody's going to be there for you. There are plenty, plenty, plenty of great law enforcement officials that would love to be able to stand there with you every time something bad happened and put themselves in front of, in between you and the, the threat. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's not reality, mm-hmm. right? So if you're living in an area, whether it be rural, whether it be suburban, or whether it be an inner city, there's no one that's going to stand between you and keep those threats from happening. You have to own that yourself. Guys, only thing I want you to do is be able to stand tall and say, I'm a good citizen, I'm working hard, and I want to be deprived of life and liberty because some fool decides that he wants to take that from me. That's it. Nothing else. No, no politics. Nothing else. I just want you to be able to protect your, your equity. And people rally behind that message. They really understand it. Well, I love that. And you really are uh, helping place responsibility on people because so often I think we abdicate too much of our own personal responsibility and and want to make it the responsibility of government of the law to take care of this or something like that and you're putting it right into people's hands and you're saying it's up to you uh, to know your constitution to know uh, your rights to value these things to protect them and uh, you know you're really building that in with with your message, and I think that that is what's going to have the longevity beyond, like you said, it, that guns are cool. You know, you can't just lead with you know guns are cool and they can save your life. I think you really do need all of those other things, and I I really applaud that. Oh, thank you. So, and it's a, it's also a great way to have a lot of advocates out there for you too. And yes. a real quick snippet I like to I like to tell uh, people that. Think along the lines of, say, you or myself, is that think about this. The opposition, and this is not political, but the opposition to the message of freedom, those people are, they're doing their work every single day, yes, right? Yes. They're always speaking that message. They're the, they're the bus drivers. They're the, 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 the laborers in the area. They're the teachers. They're whomever, and they're speaking those messages. Uh, but if we can get good people armed with the right information, well, now we have advocates out there at least discussing that message and kind of pushing it backwards before it doesn't flood into the minds of so many. Oh, so well said. So last week was our Father's Day show, and um, we had such great conversations about, you know, how being a dad factors into people's decisions to own and train firearms. And our schedules didn't allow to for us to have you on, but you are so passionate about being a dad, and I love being able to see you know little peeks into your your life with the way that you interact with your children, which is so beautiful. And I just wanted to ask you, you, you touched on it a little bit in our our first segment with you about how important family is, but um, how much does being a parent impact that work that you do that we're talking about here on the show? It's everything. Mm. It's everything. I, my family is the most precious thing God could have ever given me. Mm-hmm. It's more important than any gun. It's mm-hmm. more important than the Constitution. It's more important than anything. Anything I can fathom is my family. Uh, and then when I come back, when I, when, I, when I get out of cloud nine and I come back down to earth, mm-hmm. I understand that it's the Constitution and my right to bear arms that's going to keep my family safe, right? Mm-hmm. So it is... It is humbling to me and also very important to me that when I look at my daughter, you know, you're talking about a kid who didn't even have a sibling, but when I can look at my daughter get up in the morning 
and the first thing she says is good morning daddy or i can look at her making skates she made skates out of house shoes and legos don't ask me how that happened but she did it <laughs> right um my son is able to go outside and play in his own yard dig up earthworms and run around the neighborhood my wife is able to sit at a table and write a blog and and just feel protected and when i look at them i understand that if anything is going to hurt them it has to go through me first so it means absolutely everything to me so whatever tool i'm going to have to make sure that they have a right to just be them and just to live and love mm-hmm. i'm going to take it serious so my son of course he doesn't have them in his in his possession but you know i have four guns dedicated to him mm-hmm. so he understands that, hey, and he'll, he'll tell you. Um, and even in the video we did that kind of went viral, the Nobody March for His video, you can hear him say that I am going to be the protector of my own family. Hmm. It's Firearms are a representation of that to us. Yes. This is the way I'm going to, I first do it with my mind. Mm-hmm. I fir- at first, I'm intelligent. I'm caring. I'm a good citizen. I care about people. Mm-hmm. But I, will, I detest crime. Mm-hmm. And I will do anything to make sure that crime doesn't take life or the pursuit of happiness away from me and that's when those firearms come into play and we don't want you regulating how you do that so we're great people we're just going to be the the greatest threat against anybody that comes to try to deprive us of those cherishable moments i will not allow that to happen that is fabulous i just love that whole thing and that you are instilling in the next generation all of those values. Hey, we are already out of time. I don't know how that went so fast, but real fast I, before. I talk a lot. <laughs> and me too. We're, <laughs> we're a rough pair with the trying to squeeze a bunch of stuff in the time that we have. Um, but I want you to tell folks as we're going out how they can follow all the work you do. Uh, bring you out for an aiming for the truth, six-poked approach uh, in their community and uh, and maybe even have some firearms training from NOC, No Other Choice Firearms Training. Uh, well, yeah, they can. the easiest way is just go over to the website, No Other Choice, all spelled out, NoOtherChoice.net. Uh, you can click there for all the information. You can always shoot me an email and request either or aiming for the truth or any firearms training. Uh, you do that at NOCCCW at gmail.com. Uh, you can also give us a call at 314-699-4466. On uh, YouTube, if you want to look up some great videos, it's NOC Firearms Channel. Uh, on Twitter, it's NOC Firearms Training. On Facebook, it's NOC Firearms Training. Or you can look me up at Kevin Dixie, D-I-X-I-E, on Facebook or Instagram at NOC Firearms Training. And reach out any way you can. We'll, I'll love to interact with you. Fantastic. Thank you so much. You have an awesome day, a blessed day, and we will talk to you soon. All right. You as well, Cheryl. All right. Bye. Kevin Dixie, no other choice firearms training. Stick around. We still have Amanda Suffolk on deck, lined up. Lots of great stuff to talk about. Stick around. Hey, everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting, 
military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family-owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. The Second Amendment Foundation is the organization that protects our right to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Now they need our help. Go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation today. Dedicated to promoting a better understanding of our constitutional heritage to privately own and possess firearms. Support those who support our Second Amendment rights today. That's saf.org. Thanks for sticking around. You are with Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, if you have missed any portion of today's show, please go to our website, gunfreedomradio.com. Click the On Demand tab and binge listen to your heart's content, all 114 other episodes. And if you want to put a face with a voice, click on the Guest tab. We have a guest page for every single one of their guests that we've ever had on with bios and links to the work that they do. And it's a really great resource. You could spend lots and lots of time there. Well, we have one of our very good friends waiting in the wings, Miss Amanda Suffacool. She is the director for the not-for-profit Realize Firearms Awareness Coalition, host of the Ohio-based radio show called IonTheTargetRadio.com, and speaker at the upcoming Heller 10, the 10th anniversary of the Supreme Court decision of Heller versus D.C., and she is also the Ohio delegate for the D.C. Project. Welcome to the show, Amanda. Well, thanks, Cheryl. Let me tell you, that intro makes me tired. I know. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I have this own personal hashtag that I use. It's hashtag I want to be like Amanda. But then sometimes I see how busy you are, and I'm like, maybe with a nap. I want to be like Amanda, but, but one who has a nap. <laughs> Because you, Amanda, and a nap. You I'm are busy. Amanda wants a nap, but yeah. no. The whole hashtag thing. I want to be like Cheryl, and this time I get to be like Cheryl because you were signed up to be a speaker at Heller Ten before they asked me. So well, I get to follow in your footsteps. For once, I get to break that that tape in the marathon before you. But what an incredible! Could you imagine that we both get to do? that i mean that's like a bucket list item that i would have never even guessed could be in my bucket how about you i i'm exactly in that same place they're like you know do you want do you want to be a speaker and i'm like do i would i i'll find a way yeah so indeed so people that are new to fire 
firearms or, you know, maybe, you know, Heller, D.C. Like, I don't know what that is. Um, can you mm-hmm. give us like the elevator speech version of what we're even talking about? Well, well, to me, this is one man's fight that made him every man mm-hmm. for the Second Amendment. It really did. So he, Dick Heller is or was a security guard in D.C., mm-hmm. and he was allowed to have a gun for his job, mm-hmm. but he was not allowed to have a gun at his house. Hmm. So he actually had to take his gun and leave it in his desk at work. Crazy. Is that not the craziest? It so is the he craziest. he said, oh, no, I want, I want to be able to take my gun home. I want to be able to have a gun at my house. If I am... a I am entrusted to have a gun to protect others. Why can't I have a gun to protect myself? So, so he then said, I want to. I want to have a gun. And D.C. said it doesn't apply. So he sued. Mm-hmm. They said, oh, okay, we're going to make it to where you can have a gun. So you have to register your gun to have a gun in D.C. Mm-hmm. So he gets his gun. He goes down to register. And then they said, huh, we're not taking registrations. For really? the gun that you want to have in D.C. Oh, my gosh. So back to Cordy Wentz, and it, I think it was like 13 years it took him to fight this. It's crazy. To push it through the courts clear to the Supreme Court. And so the Supreme Court said that the Second Amendment applies to every person in their home. There and that's go. really where Dick fought the fight for all of us. There you go. You know, and it seems like we could have just shortcutted that whole thing because didn't the founders sort of, uh, you know, predict that, that somebody somewhere was going to try to complicate this whole thing? And they took the time and wrote the words, shall not be infringed. Like, you know, right. if in doubt, just look back at this line right here. Uh, shall shall not, not be infringed. Yeah. <laughs> The Second Amendment is so simple. It's 27 little words. Mm -hmm. And everybody argues about the meaning of every word. And even the commas, like where the commas are placed has been the the topic of many, many, many debates. How hard is shall, though? Shall. Your mother says, you shall not do that. You're like, oh, I'm in trouble if I do. Yeah. That's, we were, that was an early definition when we were kids, right? No doubt. Well, so then here is Dick Heller. He's a security guard. This is not somebody that's got a ton of money to go fighting, you know, court battles upon court battles that have to go all the way to the Supreme Court. But he did it. And so and so on that date, 10 years ago, on uh, June 26th, I believe it is, Mm -hmm. we are it falls on a Tuesday this year. We are going to stand in front of the Supreme Court and have a celebration rally. Uh, and there's, um, you know, still lots of uh, room for people to come out and help celebrate with us. And so if they go to hellerton.org, they can find out more information about that. But we are not the only two speakers. Uh, there are a ton of great speakers, very well-known and prestigious people. And um, I'm just super excited that you and I get to be a part of that. I know. Think how cool this is going to be to be standing up there on that stage with these other people who fight the fight. Every day. That, it's 
I'm just so thrilled to be included. Me too. I really am. Me too. So um, Mm -hmm. I also mentioned the DC project, which you and I are Mm -hmm. both involved in. I'm the Arizona Mm -hmm. delegate. You are the Ohio delegate. Kind of talk to to our listeners a little bit about what is that about? Why is it important for you to be involved with the work that we do? Okay. Well, the DC project is 50 women from 50 states, and they are... What it, nonpartisan. Mm-hmm. I always want to say non-denominational. But that's not <laughs> I know. It's the first word that pops to mind, right? <sighs> right. So they're nonpartisan. So we have people from all different walks of life, all different careers, different political bends, but they're all, they have this intrinsic belief in the Second Amendment. And so it's, I, I like to say that we travel to D.C., on our own time, on our own dime, because mm-hmm. we believe in this. And mm-hmm. so our goal is is to come to D.C. The cool part is is we get to hang with 49 other gals from different states that are doing really cool things. So we get to we get to network and we get to see what they do and and just organically touch one another and and their things to see what they are doing that yes. you could you could do in your area. Yes. That's the cool part. And then the second is we go in and we talk to our legislators. Mm-hmm. And some of these teams, I mean, one of the teams is like a superstar team who has 14 appointments set up Ooh. for their team. I'm back to needing to a nap. go in <laughs> and talk to their legislators and say, look, we're pro-Second Amendment. The new face of the Second Amendment wears lipstick. You know, it's no longer just big, burly guys in plaid. Yeah. Women care about the Second Amendment as much as men. Look at us and use us as a resource because we're knowledgeable, we're trained, we have worked on upping our skills and our education and our just our knowledge base on the Second Amendment and firearms in general that we'll either know the answer or we will know who knows the answer and we will get you the answers that you need if you've got questions regarding the Second Amendment or firearms. Exactly. And I think one reason that it's so important that uh, we do show that the Second Amendment does wear lipstick and, you know, that women are uh, proponents of it and supporters of it is because we have this whole movement out there that's like this shaming thing that moms, if you're a mom, you demand action. Like, what is this action they demand? We're not really sure. They never really say. But it's definitely that you're supposed to hate guns and that you mm-hmm. are somehow irresponsible if you have a gun in a home and you're a mom. And we're saying the fact that we're moms, the fact that we have families, the fact that, you know, you you have fur babies, right? You, right. though, that is the reason that you want to be able to preserve your own life, right? Because you're no good to them if, if you've let somebody take your life and protect their lives. So, mm-hmm. um I think that's why it's so, so vital. Hey, we are almost out of time already, but I definitely want you to talk to people about your not-for-profit and also about your radio show. Okay, well, our not-for-profit, here's one of the cool things that we're doing right now. We, uh, we run in Ohio a not-for-profit called Realized Firearms Awareness Coalition. And what it does is it does firearms education in a wide variety of ways. One of them is our radio show. So so our radio show is a question and answer radio show. So people can call in, ask questions about guns, concealed carry, the Second Amendment, even rifling or ballistics. It, it kind of doesn't matter. They can ask and we have the answers or we'll get the answers. That's part of our education. This month, one of the other things that we're doing is we do a for free 
firearms appraisal fair. Mm. And we've got seven different gun shops that are involved, and we encourage people to bring guns that they've inherited, that they've bought, that they that somehow they, they have, that they're not knowledgeable about, and we will tell them what their value is. We will tell them how they work. We'll tell them what ammo they need. Whatever their question is regarding that firearm, they can come in and these different shops will all do. It's not a gun show. It's not a buy and sell. It's an appraisal fair. So think Antiques Roadshow meets guns. Very cool. That's what, that's what we do. It's pretty, it is pretty, pretty darn neat. It, it came from, we had a caller one day that called and said, my husband died and he had guns and I didn't know what to do with them. So I called the local police and said, how can I get rid of these? And they said, well, you're more than welcome to bring them here. So she did. They took them, and that was that. Mm. But really, she wasn't knowledgeable enough to realize that those guns were part of her financial estate. Yes. What were they worth? Yes. And why did she not get some kind of financial reward for them? Yes. It was because she didn't know enough to ask the right questions. Right. Which would have been, how can I sell them, or what are my guns worth, or how can I legally transfer them to someone else? Right, or if I'm making a donation, do I at least get a tax write-off or something? But just to give them Mm -hmm. away, I know, we've seen that happen a ton of times, too. Um, That's very cool. So then how do we listen to you on Eye on the Target Radio? So the easiest way is eyeonthetargetradio.com. You can find us, and we're live Sunday night, Eastern Standard Time from 7 to 9, or Monday nights from 7 to 10 Eastern Standard Time. And the link is just Eye on the Target Radio, and you can click the Sunday button or the Monday button, depending on the day you're on. It'll take you directly to the station, and you can listen. Or there's archives, so you can catch old shows. Beautiful. Awesome. Thank you for all you do. My goodness, you are tireless and you are constantly working to uh, educate people on our Constitution and support our Second Amendment. And I am super excited. We'll be seeing each other in uh, just a little while here, maybe a week or so. I'm somewhat scared. It's like I got a pack. I know. <laughs> That's the, Yeah. Let's just buy clothes when we get there because who knows what we're going to need. And it's going to be humid and hot. <laughs> yeah. So, all righty. I'm, I'm so looking forward to seeing your face, Cheryl. Oh, and me, you. All right. Amanda Suffolk, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. All right. Stick around. We still have a responsibly armed citizen report and Dan's commentary. Right after this. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. Come listen to the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. 
hear about armed civilians protecting people they love. Were they lucky or were they prepared? Come listen and learn at selfdefensegunstories.com. For straight shooting, look to the biggest little gun shop in the West, azfirearms.com, where they have everything you need to be a safe and responsible gun owner. Huge selection and a friendly and knowledgeable staff. They're my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours too. And when you go, tell them old Don Collier sent you. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. So what's uh, what time is it, Cheryl? What time is it? It's time for the Responsible Yarn Citizen Report? Your favorite time. Oh. <laughs> I was like, wait, are we going in a different direction here? Yes, it is time for the Responsibly Armed Citizen Report. Fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. Well, Responsibly Armed Citizens use guns 2.5 million times a year for self-defense and 200,000 times a year a woman prevents a sexual assault because she was armed. However, we never hear these stories on the network news, so we are proud to bring them to you here on Gun Freedom Radio. We all likely have fond memories of being young and having the weekend sleepover. Popcorn, pizza, a scary movie or two, lots of delicious gossip, and very little sleeping. As parents, the sleepover is a whole lot less delicious and fun. For moms and dads, these parties are usually much more like running a three-ring circus while pulling a double shift. But generally, it is just silliness and high-spirited mischief and we wouldn't trade the memories for anything. Well, unfortunately, that was not the story for one mom just last week. As summer vacation was beginning, her son had a friend spending the night, and after she had finally settled the teenager's energy and volume down to a low roar, and she had finally drifted off to sleep, she realized that danger was in her house. Danger was actually inside of her bedroom. In the pale lighting, she could just make out the features of Danger's face. It, it was her son's friend, the boy who she had invited into her home, the young man who she had fed popcorn and pizza. He was now forcibly attacking her. He was attempting to rape her in her own home, in her own bedroom. She struggled, but was unable to fight him off. He was simply too strong, and the attack had come too suddenly. What she was, however, able to do was to grab her gun out of her bedside table. She was able to stop Danger's horrific plans. And as I said a moment ago, 
200,000 times a year a woman prevents a sexual assault because she was armed? Well, now we can add 200,001 times this year because this woman was able to stop her attacker in his tracks because she is a responsibly armed citizen. Young man is locked up tonight after police say he sexually assaulted his friend's mother. Jordan Corder is charged with sexual battery and rape tonight. Investigators say that he spent the night at his friend's home, and in the middle of the night, he forced himself into the mom's bedroom. Now, deputies say that he pushed her back on the bed. Well, she kneed him in the groin and then pulled her gun on him. They say when they questioned the man, he admitted to doing something that, quote, she didn't want to do. I guess he won't be invited over for dinner anymore. Oh, my gosh. I just, there's so much more I want to know about the story. Like, was the son sleeping through all of this? Like, just, there's just, it's a very, very unsettling, very disturbing story. But thankfully, she was able to stop him. And that, you know, sometimes just having the gun is enough. Like, she didn't have to pull the trigger, and she didn't pull the trigger. Um, It's it's a horrible story, but it, it could have actually been much more tragic. So, thankfully... He, he was stopped with just her being able to pull it without having to fire. Yes, as you said, 200,001. Yeah, holy cow. And then the people out there that are like, you don't need a gun, just call the police. Sometimes there's just not time. Well, they would say on this one, oh, he wouldn't have done anything. He just wanted to ask you where the bread was. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They, I mean, he really, because he didn't do it. So they're going to say, well, he, he really was right. just trying to wake you up. to." Right. You know, oh, my gosh. You're right. Yeah. All right. Well, now what time is it, Dan? It's, it's time to celebrate. Cheryl said I was right. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Well, <laughs> write, write it down somewhere. It's, on, it, it's, it's recorded. Put We're, it in your calendar. I was right! <laughs> right! Well, you know, even right. a broken clock. <laughs> All right. It is now time for Dan's <coughs> Commentary. Um. Something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. Okay. I want to talk about Robert De Niro. You know, he's a sort of an actor, right? Starred in a few good movies and also flopped in many others. Hmm. I think for the last several months, he has been acting again like. This time, it's a real-time real movie called Life. So in this movie, he portrays a man who is ranting and behaving foolishly by commenting very negatively uh, about President Trump. Mm-hmm. That he is. It has to be a performance because who would go on national TV and behave the way his character is acting? Perhaps when he hears about President Trump's latest achievements, such as the increase in jobs and his recent work with Korea, an accomplishment that no other setting president has ever done, maybe then he will wake up and say, I was acting. I love Trump. You know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put that past. Because if you look at the past. The nonsense. If you look at all the stuff he started a year and a half ago or whatever, mm. it's it's all been a movie. I mean, it it's. It's a it's set for a, a movie. Well, 
is very, very highly emotionally driven. And I've been kind of like, you know, this seems like there's a more personal angle to his anger towards yeah. President Trump that it can't just be about politics. Like maybe at some point they both were vying for the same lady or something because he is just way too emotionally invested unless he is acting, like you said. You know, Ed, our engineer is nodding his head and I'm looking outside and there's a hundred people out there. They're nodding their heads too. <laughs> there is definitely something to that. There is, he, you know, they both lived in New York. Mm-hmm. Something happened. Either, yeah. you know, so... Uh, but you look at his eyes and you look at his facial features when he's talking about these uh, these rants that he's doing with Trump. And it's like he's afraid. It's almost like he's afraid. He's uh, afraid that Trump's going to do something good. Mm. Interesting. Oh, I like your take on that, that he's uh, he's playing a role of somebody yeah. who's upset at this uh, person named President Donald Trump. Well, I think that uh, it's time to start wrapping up. Holy cow, that went so quickly, today's show. I don't know how it how it goes so fast, but I want to thank our tech crew, Ed over there, reconnecting wires and uh, just doing all kinds of um, keeping me on track with time. And So Ed is showing me a picture of uh, Obama giving a medal to... Uh, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. What was that for, Ed? It, it looked like the the Citizen Award. Oh. Uh, and, and this is just my opinion, of course, but uh, it pres- receiving the Medal of Freedom, which is like the highest honor a citizen can get. Huh. So that would explain why he has some issues against uh, President Trump. I know, but it's not like Trump's taken his medal away. You know, <laughs> it's just... Well, maybe <laughs> Trump could give him a plastic Oscar or something. <laughs> anyway as i was saying um what was i saying oh i was thanking ed thank you for your insight now that's one more thing that you do over there and and thank heaven we only have like two minutes left so we can't get in too much trouble this is true this is true if they only knew what happened that i edit out yeah (laughs) yeah someday we will record what happens in between the commercials and uh can we make a gun freedom radio blooper reel (laughs) That would be, or should we just know. say Dan show? Yes, <laughs> yes. But um, bump. You know, it's come to think of, I am the only one that gets the blooper that stuff. <laughs> I only, I, I'm the only one that gets beeps. Wouldn't you like to be beeped too, Cheryl? Do you yes. feel neglected? I do feel neglected. I, uh, we'll I want to be on the blooper. We'll reel. get you. Well, I think we did beep you once. Well, I don't know. That I, time I, you I, talked for an hour without stopping. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably many, many, many times. We won't, we won't talk about it. All right. So thank you to our amazing listeners, our awesome guests that take their time and come on here. Uh, we just value your time. It is your most. Um, your most finite resource and we really do appreciate that you spend it with us until next time pray for our nation pray for our leaders all of them all of them dan okay even the ones you don't like Mm, pushing it especially the ones you don't like really pushing it (laughs) be good to each other have a great week and god bless Our founding fathers here in this country brought about the only true revolution that has ever taken place in man's history. Every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another set of rulers. But only here did that little band of men so advance beyond their time that the world has never seen their like since. 
evolved the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Hey gang, this is Masad Ayub from the Pro Arms Podcast. I'm here to remind you that our podcast is a member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. And I'm going to suggest you do what we do and check out the other podcasts at selfdefenseradio.net.